Hey, this is Dillian Harper, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft, and the man to my left is completely nude from the waist down and is currently beating his boner off with a severed hand. That's Jeff Clark. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm Jamie Lannister in my boner. And transmitting to us from the fart dimension, the eternally bearded booger muncher known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, brat, brat. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, once again. Another Coming week. at you with our nutsacks. Snugly tucked up our own assholes. Ready for more fart jokes. Coming off of Cinco de Mayo weekend and Alice Mania. 16, right? 16 slash 17. Why? It was a double. I didn't. Oh, okay. Okay. I can give you. I can give you the backstory on that. So, um, ju- a, a, a majority of the Ellis Manias, the previous Ellis Manias, were held at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. Hard Rock recently sold to Virgin, so I guess they're rebranding the whole Hard Rock Hotel as the Virgin Hotel. Hmm. Um, I don't want to go there. Not in <laughs> Vegas. I don't yeah. want to go to any Virgin hotels. Yeah, they yeah they are clearly off branding there, but um, so I guess they're just not booking any big shit while they rebrand, or I, I don't I don't know what the whole deal is, but we there isn't going to be an Ellis Mania in Vegas all of 2019. So when the idea of the pro wrestling shit came up, it became the goal became to do the 20th Ellis Mania in 2020, back at the Hard Rock. It would probably be a little bit too much to try and stuff four Ellis Manias in one year just to meet the number deadline. So what it was was Ellis Mania 16 was all the boxing matches that took place on Saturday. Okay. And then Ellis Mania 17 was the pro wrestling match. Okay. So the idea that has been talked about on air, at least, was to possibly do another one of those small ones. Where you get a couple boxing fights with another pro wrestling main event, that would be eighteen nineteen, and then a massive fuck fest free for all in Vegas for Ellis Mania twenty in twenty twenty. I want to be at that one. Um, is there a date penciled in for Ellis Mania eighteen or nineteen? No. Is it no, going to be this in point, LA? Every, again? Everybody is recovering. Yeah, that's true. How how are you feeling, dude? My back is a little wrecked. And my neck was was kind of painful over the weekend. It's 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 better now. My my back and my shoulders are st- are, are still pretty sore, but everything else is everything else is good. What are you using to medicate? You did I'm sure an Epsom salt bath yeah. a couple times. Epsom salt. Been doing yoga, doing stretches. Nice CBD. Been eating some CBD gummies, rubbing some fucking THC and CBD lotion on my back and my shoulders. I feel like I'll be good tomorrow. Got a natural medicine. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Holistic <laughs> remedies. 
<sighs> so I didn't get to catch a lot of the fights because I was running prepping. around. Yeah, I was prepping, and then some stuff kind of... Because we want to be able to put this up on YouTube, and YouTube is real aggressive with all those algorithms sweeping around, trying to yank anybody who uses copyrighted music and shit. So they had no music to use for the event. Everything was copywritten. So I had to keep running over with my phone and unlocking it and playing the same Death, Death, Die song off of my phone because that was Jason Ellis's band. Yeah. So obviously no, no one's going to give a shit for using that. Um, and then I tried to email, or email the guys the MP3s. We, we created our entrance music songs on the radio on Friday show. And I just saved them as MP3s, and I had them on a flash drive, and I emailed them to myself. They couldn't get any of the files to work. So I also had to plug my phone in, and they had to run the wrestling intro music off my phone. How can, why couldn't they get any of the files to work? I don't know. They kept clicking on it and right-clicking, and it would, nothing would open it. Nothing would play them. Unknown error. Random Some shit. Some shit, yeah. Oh, man. You know, my usual technology fuckery. Right. Yeah, you should just explain to them that this is par for the course. With you, just like yeah, I always every electronic I touch, I touch becomes fucked up. Yeah, the human yeah, EMP, pretty much. right? Yep. So between that and trying to get all the props situated and going over the the script and our notes on what the routine was, I didn't. It sucks. I didn't get a chance to really enjoy the fights, but it looked like there were some entertaining ones. Yeah, dude. Um it was very similar to a typical Alice Mania, and I mean that in a good way. They had the, uh, like a human, it was a human pinata fight. Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah, is, that, what, is they, that what it's called? What they usually do is they actually get an, a, a real pinata and hang it from the rafters at the Hard Rock, and it just chills in the corner of a ring, and it's just being guarded by professional fighters. And the professional fighters are outnumbered by listener fighters. So they have to try and fight their way through them and team up to reach the pinata and destroy it. Since this Ellis Mania was outdoors, the first ever outdoors Ellis Mania, there was no rafters to hang anything from. So Jason just put on a pinata costume and just got the shit beaten out of him. <laughs> yeah, he really he really went balls to the wall for the event, dude. Yeah, he, it was impressive. He that was, was a, really impressive. Uh, another, I feel like this is in every Ellis Mania, but the blindfolded, electric dog collar event he yeah. was in that as well yeah which is nuts and then he was in another one too i'm trying to think well the, obviously fight. the pro wrestling one that you there's a, so there's a fourth one he was in i think so i don't remember it must have been before i got there because i got in at like the tail end of the human pinata fight i believe because i remember we were trying to space them out so he would get a break in between fuck yeah, I can't remember it, but I think there was... I think he was involved in three boxing matches. And then... Yeah, fuck. I don't know why it keeps escaping me. But yeah, because it was, it was so hot. It was out, outdoors. and It could have been a, a lot worse. I'll give you that. I'll say that. But it, it, it was uncomfortable. But It, it was in been the a, 80s. A, a, yeah, exactly. It could have been way worse. It gets in the... It gets in the hundreds there pretty routinely. Yeah. So... Honestly, I because when I first dro- started driving to the event, there was a little overcast. I was like, "Oh man, this could be a perfect day for this." I know. And I was then thinking when I got too. there, I was like, "Oh no, this sucks." Yeah. But again, it could have been. I was prepping for way worse. I was all lathered up in fucking sunscreen. So yeah, people were coming back after being in the fights and just drenched in sweat and like, "Oh my god, I'm fucking so tired." 
I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy. And I went to, in between some of the fights, because we were, we were definitely not as prepared for this wrestling thing as we should have been. We just, nobody had the time in the short amount of time we came up from it and scheduling the event to give it the proper attention it was due. Yeah. So there was still some stuff that was up in the air. We, we all didn't have the routine. We didn't have it ideal, practice an ideal amount of times. Um, and I wanted to keep the, the, the glasses that we were breaking over each other's heads like in a spot where we could get to them. And I, I hit him underneath the rest the, the boxing ring. And the, the match the, the, the ring we were training in in like Bell Gardens, this place the the Santino brothers, they have like a couple wrestling rings there. And they, they have the, the bounce to them, like the the, the canvas is a little spring loaded. Yeah. And it's set up in a way where when you hit it, it absorbs your, your hits a little bit and you bounce a little bit and it makes a super loud noise. This one, when I got underneath there to hide the bottles, it was just fucking from one end to the other, nothing but two by fours. Oh, and, really? I thought there was more spring in this one. I thought well, that's what you were gonna say. Well, I, there there ended up being a lot of spring in it, but when I when I looked underneath and saw that it was nothing but wood and steel beams with no springs whatsoever, I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm fucked." Like we are all in deep shit. Yeah. But turns out it was it Legit. wasn't as unforgiving as it looked from underneath. Yeah, did it feel like the Santino Brothers uh, rings? Or not really. The, the, it was weird. It was almost like... Um, not really ab- in a bad it absorbed, way? It absorbed all of your ups. Like, you couldn't get... You couldn't lift off the ground on it, really. So okay. I had some moves that required me, like, jumping up and sailing through the air and dropping elbows on Tripoli. Right. And I go to jump, and I get off the ground one fucking inch. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit! the hell is happening this mat is stunting my athleticism <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um i i was super nervous going into it super nervous just on like i hope i hope i remember all my moves correctly i hope i don't fuck this up i hope nobody fucks up their moves i hope i don't get a move fucked up on me and end up in the hospital i hope i don't break my back like i was i was sweating it and when i actually got in the ring and that adrenaline dump hits you I was I was kind of just like in the zone, blacked out. Like I didn't hear anything. I couldn't tell if people were enjoying it because I didn't hear the crowd. Focus. I didn't hear the announcer. You locked in, bro. I heard nothing. That's that's impressive. Well, it was involuntary. Well, I mean, at least at least your body involuntarily goes to a good creative place or a good performative place, right? I guess. I mean, yeah. it'd be better than you. Uh, involuntary, involuntarily shitting your pants or seizing <laughs> up, right? At least you were involuntarily funny and and entertaining. Well, that was another zone. thing. Yeah, I, I woke up that morning and I was like, <clears throat> I was trying to like, I was like, all right, where's my morning shit? And it just wasn't coming. And then once I got there, I got all, I was start get, I started getting the nerves. <laughs> and when I get nervous, I shit. Of course, yeah, and of I, course. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh no, what if? Tripoli like gets one of those moves in on me and I and I bonk my head and I knock and I get knocked out and I shit my pants. <laughs> hey, which one of you cowards shit my pants in the battle? <laughs> yeah. Tripoli, did you take a shit in my pants? Was that your finishing move? Hey, Catherine, did you shit my pants in that, in that wrestling match? <laughs> oh man, but it it went well. I feel like I feel like it went well. We pulled our shit off. People seemed to dig it. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, you saw it online. That that is pretty cool. Yeah, on Instagram. 
Was the whole thing on IG? Was on IGTV, or was it just Instagram Live? Someone just I think, thought, I was think that Instagram your phone too? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was um, how many charging portal uh, ports did they have hooked up to your phone? That was Jason's wife, Katie. She she just went live on his Instagram. I think. Oh, okay, but I heard that was cutting out. They had a film crew there. There were like cameramen there filming it, and they. Jason was under the impression that it was going to be edited and posted that night. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> and obviously that didn't. No. That wasn't the case. Is it, is it now? They're is it edited and posted yet? No, no, yeah, no way. But there's, they, I think they said they needed a couple of days to to cut it. Right. Okay. He, but it will it will be up and available to watch for free. I um, who had to break that <laughs> unfortunate bit of news to him? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't me. That's all I care about. Oh man! Because uh, they probably came incorrect at first. Like, yeah, dude, there, you know, there's no way we're posting this tonight. Like, <laughs> he probably was dumbfounded at that if, moment. Like, wait, what? If you want to see it, you can go to officialjasonellis.com. It's it's a free site now, but you do have to sign up and make a profile, and then you can sign in and watch all the videos for free. So when it when it is edited and posted, it'll be up there, and then I think eventually it'll make its way to YouTube as well. But I want to check it out, and I know I know they're gonna be they're gonna be um, putting together like quick little highlight shots and like promo videos that we can put up on social media and Instagram and shit. So I'm looking forward to seeing those. This is probably gonna be real cool too. Cut up some digital shorts. My favorite, and I guess people people are probably obviously way many steps ahead of me on this one. But my favorite thing about Ellis fans and the Ellis fam is the nicknames that he gives out to people. There is this guy who I think he's a fan of our podcast. He asked me because he asked me how many dicks that I'd suck into the movie Long Shot that I saw this weekend, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. But his name was I think it was Taco or Taco Handjob. <laughs> oh just, yeah, I just love I just love some of the fucking names. Um, yeah, there are some really interesting wolf knife names going around. <laughs> then I think Big Sexies is Dave Matthews. <laughs> So there's there's Taco Handjob and Dave Matthews. I don't know why, but that just cracked me up. <laughs> but I, I I had a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not a I'm not an everyday listener of the Ellis Show. I've been trying to get into it a little bit more because I now I'm stealing Ginger's uh, Sirius XM uh, login information. But it was it was a fucking blast. It was good seeing a lot of the Puminati. I hung out with Arts, Nikki Dabs. Boognish, uh, Big Sexy, Fonzo Jeff, was a.k.a. There. Big Sexy, Fonzo was there, Butt Package was there, uh, that guy Mike or Taco Handjob was there. I don't know if he's in our Slack. Jen was there. Jen was there, yeah. She, I don't, I never met her and she came up and said she's a fan of the show and I don't know, I was just like, fuck. Like, I, and she made it sound like, We've been at the same event many times, and somehow our paths have never crossed. So it's good I to think finally that's true. meet her. Yeah, yeah, it's good to finally meet Jen, her. Jen, who fought in Vegas, or y- yeah. yeah, oh, okay. yeah, you hung out with her at last Ellis Mania, Jeff. Oh no, well, then it we was were... another reason. Then yeah, we were a little whacked out. Uh, all right, my bad, Jen. <laughs> my bad, Jen. <laughs> it wasn't that you you're you didn't leave a great first impression. Is that? There was well, no she didn't remember meeting you either. Yeah, yeah. I guess did did she take some of my stuff? <laughs> Are we were we on the same frequency there the whole time? Uh, who else? Who knows? And this guy, oh, I can't remember his name, but he looks like Skinny P. He's always hanging out with Fonzo. I, I 
This is one of the few times I hope we don't have a listener, but I hope he's not listening because I forgot his name. And he was at the, uh, we, went, we all went out to lunch afterwards, um, after we all left the venue and after the Ellis Mania and fucking Big Sexy put his card on the table and paid for the, paid for the meal like a fucking, like a Holy G. shit. Yeah, like a beast. It was like a $200 meal. It's like, nah, I got it. We're expensing this shit. Pulled out the corporate card like a fucking boss. Damn. It's like, yeah, like I'm your fan now. Like, fuck Look at that. Yeah, we're, which I'll download and subscribe to your podcast, buddy. <laughs> but uh, it was fucking sick, dude. It was sick. Yeah, it was. So the the match ended. Like my big move that I was sweating was when Tripoli was going to give me the rock bottom. Yeah, because there's almost no way that's not going to hurt a little bit. Yeah, and, and it hurt a little bit. That was that was the and. As it should have been, and as we wanted it to be, that was the stiffest one we had ever done. Yeah. Like, the practice ones, we wanted to make sure we had the the motion down and knew how to do it properly, but he was never trying to kill me. And, you know, when we actually do it on the day, you gotta fucking try and kill me. So when he when he slammed me, like, it knocked the wind out of me, and I was just like, ugh. And I, was, like, I fought through it, and I was like, I'm good, I'm good. Because he had to instantly go in for a pin. Like, right, I'm good. Keep you had going. to kick out. Keep going. Yeah. So like, you didn't have to really sell it. You were in pain. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> it yeah. Fucking hurt. So like later on, I, this this happened to me before when I fought Will Pendarvis at Ellis Mania, and we had a five minute round for our first round. I had exerted myself so much that my breathing it was like I had an instant cold, like I had a cough. So anytime I breathed in a little bit deep, it would tickle and get all raspy and windy. So that was happening the whole night and f- some of the following next day. I was, like, coughing a lot. <clears throat> and, like it, like, it hurt my my back to, like, breathe. Yeah. Then I breathe in and my rib cage expanded. It was, like, super painful. So you probably uh, had, like, bruised ribs. Probably a little bit. Um, and that that was – once I got that out of the way and I was like, oh, I can move my extremities, I made it. That I'm was not when paralyzed. I knew, yeah, that was when I knew I was in the clear. Jason and – Mike Catherwood, like, doing the suplex, I think that fucked Catherwood up a little bit. I, I was texting with him today, and he's he's in pretty bad shape. He's banged up. Like, he, he suplexed Ellis, and he got no, the worst. Ellis, no, Ellis, Ellis suplexed Catherwood. suplexed him. Is that how it was? I know one of them fucked up the arm placement. Oh, Catherwood had to help him get slammed. Okay, yeah, that's how it was. All right, yeah. That was, that was a gnarly little. And he wasn't moving as well afterwards, but I felt like, that was more of uh, more of him not wanting to accidentally hurt other people, but it was that he was already hurt. <laughs> yeah, I think that banged him up pretty good. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Um, oh. Jason's backflip. Show goes on. So the, all the times that we were practicing with Jason doing the backflip, that was at the legit wrestling ring. So when you're in like a real wrestling ring, the ropes are as tight as like gondola cables. Yeah, like they are, they are tight. Yeah, tight to the point where from like practicing running the ropes. I had like bruises across my back from where the ropes were yeah, hit. You got like rope burn, yeah, like that. The, the the ropes at Ellis Mania were like bungee cords. They mm-hmm. were so loose and springy. You couldn't even get up to the top rope. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I was. I remember thinking the whole time, I'm like, how the fuck is Jason going to do that backflip? How is he going to do that backflip? And I knew how exhausted he was from all those fights, and then just just that part of the routine. Like he had the, some of the most physical stuff out of anybody in the routine, so he had to have been wiped out. 
and then doing that backflip for the first time off those sketchy-ass ropes when he was used to doing it off the tight ones. For real. When he pulled that off, I was like, holy shit. Honestly, like... A real badass performance this weekend out of Jason Ellis. I honestly <laughs> yeah. didn't think of that uh, at the mo- and at the moment, but thinking about it now, like that's fucking crazy. Like he like, he did three matches and stuck the backflip in the main event. Yeah, like he nailed that. Did you see him fail that ever? Like in practice, um, like the first couple times. A couple of times because we were and we were also using mats for it. He didn't. He would sometimes he would under rotate or over rotate, but never never fucked up too bad. Okay, because that um, was like perfect. Like, yeah. it, it, like, I mean, if you're really nitpicking, he didn't like connect on the face, but it was, it was close enough. And Mike Cather would leaned in and helped him out a little bit. Um, yeah, that was. But it was fucking epic, dude. Yeah, like it was top notch. That was professional wrestling shit. Not only that, so we wanted to work in some breakaway glass shit and get some props involved. So it looks like it's the end of the match, and Jason goes for the camel clutch on Catherwood. And Sam Tripoli cheats and jumps in the ring with a beer bottle and breaks it over Jason's head. And Armageddon. So we we, did, we ended up not working the managers in, but Will Pendarvis was going to be our manager, and his name was going to be Earn Coffin, and he was going to be like Paul Bearer. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing was we were going to get him an urn and put ashes in it. But it had to be pubes, right? Well, no, it was, it was gonna, really going to be ashes, but... So I, I was going to hit up that breakaway glass place and get like a, a breakaway urn. And the way I came up with the concept was I take the urn out of urn coffin's hands and smash that over Tripoli's head. And that ends, that knocks him out cold. And then Jason pins Mike. So when I went to the breakaway glass place, all of their urns and vases and stuff were clay. And they're like, this is breakaway stuff, but you aren't supposed to break this over people's heads. And he's like, we deal with the WWE, we sell them breakaway glass, and they don't use this to break over people's heads. Well, they're, they're pussies, and you guys aren't. I'm telling you what, I, I, I held it, and I'm, I've had flower pots broken over my head in the past. Like real flower pots? Yeah. Oh. Like ones you would just buy I, at like a concuss- nursery place. That could concuss you. And it, it, was, it was fine. Like It didn't hurt that bad. It broke. I didn't get cut. I didn't get knocked out. It was fine. And the the urn I picked up felt like way lighter and flimsier than those. So I think we could have taken it, but we just didn't want to take any chances. So I got a, a wine bottle. So Break I was away. Just like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll just, okay, I'll just run in. Because we need something bigger. You can't go for beer bottle to beer bottle. You have to up it. So I was like, all right, we'll just, I'll just bash him with the wine bottle. So Jason gets a bottle broken over his head. That goes all over the ring. I smash a wine bottle over Tripoli. That goes all over the ring. And I was trying to tell these guys beforehand we should set this all up where everybody's positioned when the breaking happens that the glass just flies out of the ring. Because we still have a couple more moves. Right. And although it is breakaway glass, it still breaks into sharp pieces. And we yeah, don't necessarily want to fuck right? with that. And everybody's like, oh, you pussy. You always over worry about everything. So there we are at the end of the match. The ring is 100% covered. Every area of it is covered in broken glass. And Jason still had to end up on his back, and then he had to flip Catherwood over and pin him so that both of them would kind of be on their backs. Um, I go in for our, our move. I fucked it up a little bit. Our, our, I was supposed to jump up in the air and teabag Catherwood as he was getting pinned with the ref's count, three count. <laughs> and I missed the middle one, 
So I went too big with the tea bag on the third count, and I mashed my asshole right on fucking Catherwood's nose. I felt oh, so bad. Jeez. Like I went up to him afterwards. I was like, dude, I think I punched you in the nose with my asshole. He's like, you're fine. You're fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm <laughs> it's good. all for the show. It's yeah, for yeah, the show. yeah, yeah. But the, they got covered in fucking broken glass. And towards the end, when I was like, when we were, when the event was over, and I was like getting out of my costume and shit. Jason was getting broken glass, like, pulled out of his back. Shards? Yeah, he had shards just all over his shoulder blades and shoulder area, just stuck in him. So did you get off, I told you so? No, that was not the time. Those are my favorite. (laughs) I love I told you so's. When you just finished your fourth fight of the day, and it's, like, blistering hot, and your wife is picking glass out of your back... That is the one time you don't want somebody oh. going, I told you so. Oh, I know Na- that's your favorite moment. Na- Nachi hits me with the I told you so as she's peeling glass out of my back. Oh, she she hits you when you're at rock bottom? <laughs> yeah. So now I you know, I bring that to other <laughs> situations with me. Was was Tripoli's Tripoli's character was called Armageddon, right? Yeah. <laughs> was his rock bottom, was that called the Zanku special? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I love that, dude. I, which has me, uh, which reminds me, we got to order Zanku chicken one of these times here. You've never had Zanku chicken, right? I don't think so. It's goddamn delicious. It's I, obviously, not obvious, I think it's owned by an Armenian family, but it's fucking awesome. And I thought it was hilarious that his, his finisher was a Zanku special. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Sam had some great lines. Like, as he was doing the Zanku special, he's like, you get Uber ride for free, and then just put me up in the air and choke slam me. <laughs> yeah, like he came out smoking a cigarette and shit. He pulled off the Armenian. He yeah, he he pulled off the Armenian pretty well. Yeah, it, I mean it's the role he was born to play. Is he Armenian? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> no shit. Fuck? Yeah. Okay. All right. So here, let me. <laughs> all right. Let me explain this for you guys then. Because there's a little bit of um, generational Clark racism at works here. See, my father told me you can always tell someone's an Armenian if their last name rhymes with Armenian. And that was consistent with every Armenian I've ever met, seen, or encountered before Sam Tripoli. Like Kim Kardashian. Armenian. Kardashian. Like... I've had Armenian clients that I've worked with, and their last name and it rhymes with Armenian. So I just assumed, because literally this is like, I'm 100 deep now with Armenians. Their, their last names always rhyme with Armenian. And Sam Tripoli breaks the mold. Yeah. Had no idea. <laughs> I literally, because of that, I, that's got to be a stage name, actually. I, I don't know if he'll ever spill the beans. I can't believe his last name's Tripoli. I don't. Well, you'll have to ask him next time he's on the show. Oh, we got to get him back. He's been big time in us. I know he's got his own tinfoil podcast, which I'm sure is awesome. Yeah, it's just, um, yeah, we have, we'd have to do a show on a different date and time <laughs> to to get him. I'm down. I'm yeah, down. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. If we can make it I work. I love Sam. Let's he's do it. such a fucking gamer, man. Like, everything that was thrown out there, without hesitation, he was always like, yep, let's do it. Sure. You're going to break a wine bottle over my head? Fuck yeah, let's do it. Trial and error. I like that. There, Sam Tripoli said no to nothing. Everything that was brought up, he was game for. And That's he, a scary and he, man. He fucking went for it, too. His performance was awesome. <laughs> You're going to get a free Uber ride. I like that. <laughs> yeah, Sam yeah, Tripoli killed it. Uh, we got to bring him on to talk about 
his Armenian heritage. Yeah, for sure. Conspiracy theories and whatever other shit that we can riff on. So I've got a little update for you guys. Okay, you're gay. I knew it. This is May 6, 2019. Here All we right. go. Look, I'm teeing you up already. You don't have to. You can <laughs> save your burns. Okay, cool. Did you schedule another couples only retreat with your mother? Uh, no, but it is related to that. Oh. Okay. So is she pregnant? You son of a bitch. Are you going to be an you, uncle? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate you. The resort we stayed at, the couples resort, burnt to the ground over the weekend. <laughs> Did it Sorry. really? I don't know why. Yeah. That made, made me laugh. That is funny. No. Yeah. I was just on their website today. What was it called? The Bungalows at Key Largo? Yeah. Let me see. Um... Huh. Too bad, huh? Um, yeah. And they Look were new, right? Weren't Google, they just... Google it. Yeah, it opened in December. It was a hurricane reclamation project, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, if you Google it, everything that shows up is images of it burning to the ground. Fire blazes through part of luxury hotel in Keys that opened in December. Luxury hotel. It burned down the main building, two restaurants, and the, the Tiki Hut where we did all of our drinking. Right. The, the, so it doesn't exist. So it's gone. <laughs> the bungalows exist. Oh. So like all like the the individual rooms, because they were just like separate and then just long strips of them. So I guess the fire didn't spread to those. But like the pool burned to the ground. Like every every aspect of that place is burnt down except for the room you sleep in. So <sighs> the resort is pretty much not a resort. And who knows what their insurance situation is if they if they can afford to like not get any income in while they rebuild. Yeah, that seems like it's curtains for the Key Largo couples-only retreat. <laughs> oh, man. It's just so fucking ridiculous. Like, I, get a t- I got a text from my mom on Sunday that just had a, a link to the news story about it. I guess, I guess the, the theory is they don't, the fire department hasn't made any sort of, like, official reasons yet, but they think a food truck that was there sparked the fire somehow and it was at like five o'clock in the morning so everybody was sleeping as the place just burnt to the ground yikes so where are you guys where are you going to take your mom next year and your guys couples retreat i don't know it's like what 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 couples oh, resort Hedonism in jamaica what couples resort do we want to destroy <laughs> next <laughs> yeah we, yeah exactly what what couples resort are you going to put the craft curse on <laughs> unfucking believable <laughs> Man, hopefully your trips and outings work like that in the future where it's just death and destruction. And I just and, leave a wake of chaos behind me yeah, instead of being caught in it. Yeah, instead of you getting the gout, you give the gout. Yeah, everybody around me gets gets the shingles. Yeah, that's, that's how you got to pivot in your late 30s <laughs> as you get older. You become the curse instead of being cursed. Uh, oh, and I do want to issue one other correction. I think I fucked up and said that I was on set and an extra in the Yamana Marth video shoot for Raven's Flight. That is not correct. I got the wrong song. I was there and an extra in the crowd for Crack the Sky. I fucked up. <laughs> but that album's out, and it's fucking sick. I made Shuddy Boy listen to it. It's awesome, right? Yes, it is. Can you tell? Definitely recommend it. Can you tell which song is which by listening? 
Yeah. Like, do you know that much? Because sometimes they can be a little repetitive. Sorry, I'm just being a dick. Never mind. Just kidding. No, no, let's better watch watch yourself, Jeff Clark. Do you want to get into some movie reviews? Fuck it, why not? Let's do it. So, do you remember when Jeff did his death metal voice? Oh yeah, Jeff metal. I was a big fan. Yeah, does that have to happen again? I feel like we gotta mix it in with some other bit. I think you need to do your uh, long shot review as Jeff Metal. Oh, I, I don't know if I can do that. The the the, the Jeff Metal or just Death Metal shit isn't that? Those are short bars, right? It's like five word lines. I can't I can't have an in depth conversation about the nuances of Seth Rogen and Charlie Charlie Theron's career and legacy as. Uh, leaving Longshot. Kevin, you had a date night, went to Longshot. Shuddy, did you have a date night and go see Longshot, or what did you see? I went and saw Longshot. Holy shit. We could have done a spoiler-filled review. But I guess... much to spoil. Yeah. Yeah, Well, that's true. All right. It's just a comedy. Well... So I'm very interested to see how we. So did, did all see of, all three of us go on like a date night to see it? I went on a Friday. I went night. with I went with Mark and Mikey. Oh, so you went on a triple date? Yep, okay. that's cute. Uh all right, everybody, jack the dick to your left. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, I'm guessing you saw it with Nachi. Yep, yeah, I couldn't get my my side chick out. So, <laughs> and who did you go with? I went on a, a, a grinder s- date. A second. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a second date with a uh, that girl. Her, Very nice. Yeah, her who I will not be named at the moment. Really hurt and angry that I am just hearing about this now. Oh, I thought I had already but, established know. that. Gee, shut you guys aren't what? fucking neighbors anymore. What, what can you do? <laughs> The only reason I know is because I saw him earlier that day. Yeah. Oh. I thought I had established that. My bad, Shuddy. My bad. Great. Now Shuddy's pissed. Well, hopefully we can move on. Anyways. I, I kind of, I dug it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cute. I thought it was a good date movie. Um, I'll give you, I, I'll agree with you there. I don't know if necessarily all of the jokes landed, but the ones that did, I thought were awesome. I thought I had some good gags. I really like Charlize Theron doing comedy. I wish she, she would do more of it. Not I don't every, think she was that, bad. That I'll scene give that. where he falls down the stairs at the beginning of the movie was hysterical. Yeah. I like yeah, him I, going I down the stairs. That. that felt like a Kevin Kraft moment. You were probably laughing. And when good. she was, yeah. when she go, when she, uh, when she decides that she wants to look at him for the speech writing job, and June Diane Raphael's character goes, you mean the homeless guy we met last night? <laughs> I lost my shit. There was some pretty good jokes, and I agree with you guys on that. I felt like the whole thing with him and, and Parker Wembley, like him bitching out Parker Wembley at the event that he saw, uh, met Charisse, uh, Shirley, I can't pronounce her name, Charisse. Charlize. Charlize. Let him him sign it out, (laughs) Yeah, let me talk this one through. I felt like the shit that he said to to Parker Wembley was just too, like, beta-tested and and lame and standard. Like, he just yelled at him for being a a racial white guy. 
I don't really get what the beef was with Parker Wembley. I understand that he was like, I I guess they were trying to attempt to make him a Rupert Murdoch type dude, but that kind of yes, that kind of felt. I don't know. I fell short for me at least. Uh, I don't know for me like Rogan's comedic style, and just I just didn't think it mixed with the political um, world. Like, obviously that's a bit of the point of the movie, but I just felt like it was too far-fetched and too ridiculous of a spark for me to really fully buy in and and go with it. It was like the one character, like she, Charlize, yeah, Charlize Theron, she played the Secretary of the State in the movie. And just like, there's no way the Secretary of the State can get down like that. And I don't know. I, it was something that I had a hard time overlooking, if I'm being honest. What, that she was fucking Seth Rogen? That she was the Secretary of State dating. Like, she was single, was dating. He could even fucking penetrate. Like, how he was even able to get on her radar and stick was was a little you know, ridiculous. that's kind of why the movie's called Longshot? I, I understand that. So, I don't know. Like, what I get- the hell's up with Goodfellas? Why'd that movie have to have so many gangsters in it? I'm just saying, like, Knocked Up was a fucking awesome movie, and that was a bit of a long shot. Like, but it was more believable in how they did it. I just felt like this was the same package, or the same the same story repackaged, and it just didn't, I don't know, it missed for me. It didn't feel as believable. I also didn't think there was enough Bob Odenkirk, and I was a little upset about that. He was pretty funny in it. Yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> he was in there for like three minutes. I'm not I'm not going to rerun because I want to make the leap to the movies. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, but his character not wanting says. to rerun, oh. pre- you know, re- seek re-election because he wanted to to make the leap from TV to movies. Yeah, he's pulling a reverse Donald Trump. I like that. I thought that was funny, pretty funny. Yeah, overall I just didn't think the movie I didn't think it was that funny and I didn't think the romantic story was that good. Nachi loved it though. So to your point, it was a great date movie, and that's what it's I still got like dirty jokes in it and stuff. Yeah, and especially worked for me because the girl I was out on the date with is way hotter than I am. So it's like, see, it can work when the scales are completely imbalanced <laughs> yeah. in a relationship. Like, see, like uh, having a little bit of a sense of humor makes up for not being very handsome. Right. See. This movie proves it. Don't you want to be like Charlize Theron? Yeah, don't you want to? Don't you want the world to see how um, how into character and how into <laughs> personality you are, and you're not just super superficial? Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was a good date movie, um, but my scores, I, I would suck two dicks out of five. Was not a fan. I, I will not be rewatching this again. Not you loved it. So if you're a girl, or you want to take a girl out to date movie. You're probably gonna, you're probably gonna win some points with that. Yeah, in a move of um, shocking predictability, Jeff doesn't like something. Yep, can't bring me anywhere. I suck. Is it just me or Charlize no, Theron? No fun. Jeff strikes again. Is she a little past her prime with a look in a look sense? Fuck no. No. No, no way. All right. You're I tripping. think she was still smoking hot in that. I mean, and she's super funny. She needs to do, be doing way more comedy. Because I thought she was super funny in Arrested Development. That's the only other arc. comedy she's done, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, off the top, I'm sure there probably is more. 
I think that movie Tully she did was a little more of a drama. It probably had like a few elements of comedy. She was awesome. In there was that Gringo movie that didn't do very well that I think oh, was yeah. more comedic. I didn't see that one. But like, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that like, not, no matter how good of an actor you are, it doesn't always mean you can pull off comedy. And she can really pull off comedy. She's funny as shit. She needs to... I feel like she needs to put more eggs in the comedy basket. How'd you feel about the Molly scene? I mean, it was, it was I'm all right. I'm always into Molly scenes. Yeah. I thought I thought they they did it pretty well. Yeah. Oh look, Jeff's unimpressed. All right, I'm just saying. I, I don't usually slump down in my cou- in the couch when I'm on Molly. I'm usually kind of up and active. Oh yeah, I I might definitely not talking. I might down have seen evidence to the contrary. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Let's not talk about the evidence that you have, <laughs> dude. Here's a random little thing. Seth, Seth Rogen is Nachi's second biggest crush, like celeb crush behind Tupac. So this is her list. She's got Tupac, Seth Rogen, and Barack Obama. What? Yeah. Does she have a fourth? No. I, just... I, I asked her for her top five, and she, she just gave me Tupac. It's like, all right, <laughs> what's your top five then? <laughs> Crush. Tupac. It's like, all right. Then like an hour later, hey, the kitchen towels that I mentioned were under the sink, not, uh, not in the hamper. It's like, okay, so you're not going to finish that off. I don't know who the other four are. I could just assume it's, well, it is Seth Rogen two, and I know Barack Obama's three, so... And Donald Trump is four. <laughs> uh, yep. All right, let's see. Um, so I, I, my my uh, verdict, I give it 3.5 dicks. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I thought it was solid. Uh, I, 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 I agree. It was enjoyable. It wasn't great, but I had a good time. So you I'd, say the same score as Kevin? Yeah. I liked O'Shea Jackson Jr. I thought he was funny in it. Um, I like how he was... Uh, a re- <laughs> he was a fucking religious Republican. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just can't you can't assume anything. Although I I do have to admit, um, I did have a few drinks before going into the theater, and then sitting down, it was kind of like one of those like high school moments. Like, oh fuck, I hope I don't fuck anything up on this date. What do you mean? Don't be stupid. Like, you had the nerves of like a new date. Yeah, I mean, it was only so that date was, two, right? Yeah, and so that was, like, a little distracting and having a couple drinks in me, so that may have altered my, my movie-going experience. Oh. Well, I know you're critical on me uh, when I factor in the random things and well, attending I tried, the movie when I, with my scoring. I tried to do my scoring objectively based on what happened in the movie, not like... Oh, I got a flat tire on my way to the theater. <laughs> I so want one dick. Whatever. I want to talk about these nerves though that you're that you're feeling. Was it? You mean you you wanted to put like your arm around her, or we're gonna like tickle the no, leg that a little he bit? Just didn't want to fuck up like shit his pants during the movie. Well, I don't think I was worried about necessarily defecating in my pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that is that I, what I you got out of it? Extreme with but it. Like, but... oh, what if what if our arms touch? Do I go in for like? An arm hold or something? Right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm explaining this right, Shuddy, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, so there was a little bit of that. Oh, man. So my mind was a little bit scattered. All right. I know. It's been a minute since I was on. Since you dated? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rusty, man. I'm well, rusty. She hasn't dumped you yet, right? So I, I have not. I have not been blocked. I have not been ghosted. <laughs> so, new f- new phone. Who dis? I think. I think so far so good. Does she like the movie more or less than you? I'd say the same. I think we both walked out like that was awesome. She that was would enjoyable. Suck, she would suck three and a half Rogan dicks too. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if I could put those words in her mouth. Nachi says she would suck four. Oh, a four dicker, huh? Yeah, yeah. Nachi gives it a four a four dicker. So, all right. Did Did you guys see anything else this weekend? No, I'm gonna watch the Ted Bundy Netflix original. Oh yeah, because I love the documentary so much, and I gotta and I and I, I want to compare the two. Even I though do like Zac Efron. There's no way the Zac Efron vehicle is going to be better than the documentary. Is it getting good reviews? I haven't. Seen I don't even know. Let me look it up. I did go and see Endgame again as well. Oh yeah, did you I went suck for round two? Less or more dicks because of it? I am leaving my review where it stood. I did enjoy it like a little bit more, but not enough to alter my dick rating. What was your dick rating? I forget. I think 3.75. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm staying there. And I preempt, and I, uh, retroactively, no. Mm. Proactively, no. I, after the fact, amended my rating for. Retroactively. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I retroactively. Amended my grading for Infinity War to a five dick. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember you talked about that on the podcast yeah. or afterwards. I, remember, the, I think it was on the podcast. I, I don't think, think was, you ever actually gave it five dicks, but I think you said you liked it more than Avengers Endgame. So bringing uh, briefing us at the score is important. Yeah, Infinity War is is up to a five dicker. Um, I still have my initial complaints with Infi- uh, with Endgame that it was. Too much time was spent convincing each person to go along with it and not enough action and scenes of all the Avengers fighting together. No new characters introduced, no surprise villain appearances. I thought we might see like some Celestials, like maybe throw a little Galactus bone in there or maybe Eternity or the Living Tribunal. No cosmic entities. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so disappointing. Yeah, that's part of my... Uh... My negative review. I know you texted that to me after <laughs> after you saw it. Hey, where's yeah. all the celestials? <laughs> uh, so I wanted to. The, I, the The only reason it's in my head is because it was just all over social media as I was leaving work, and up to now, like I just checked Twitter and it's still fucking going. I can't tell you how much I hate the Met Gala. I want to punch everyone in their fucking face. There do you have be... to cover it for work? No. So why do you care? Because I, I, th- I thought about that. I saw this again. I saw this today as well. And I tried to get there on it. But then I was just like, why don't, I don't care. I don't care. I think it's just because it's, it's a thing where the, the most ridiculous, over-the-top, extreme, goofy outfits... The fashion world is like, oh, look at how brave. Look at this glorious piece this person's wearing. They've transformed themselves into a peacock of sorts. No, they didn't. They look like an asshole. You know they look like an asshole. 
but you can't say they look like an asshole. Like sometimes people show up and they wear like a big, pretty flowing dr- gown or dress, and they're like, "Oh, I feel like Emma Stone really missed the mark on this Met Gala. That <laughs> dress simply won't do." Lady Gaga walks out with a chicken hanging out of her ass, and they're like, Oh, the bravery of Lady Gaga. Look at that glorious chicken hanging out of her ass. It's actually Bork who did that first, Lady Gaga, so you're not even a fucking trendsetter. I wanted to run this, this theory by you guys and see if you, if you agree with me on this. So every person that's ever attended the Met Gala in just a ridiculous thing like, Oh, look, it's a guy, and he's wearing a dress. Look at that. Like, the most outrageous thing things that have ever made an appearance the fashion world has never once shit on them how can every person that dressed like an asshole have a perfect track record of nailing it you because they all look like assholes you either just want to suck their ass or it's so weird you feel like if you if you trash the person your your peers will be like oh well you just don't get it it was so brave to have a chicken hanging out of her ass i'm trying to find the theme of this year's Met Gala, and I guess it's it's inspired by a Susan Sontag 1964 essay, Notes on Camp. Who? I have no idea what this means. Like, how the fuck... Didn't Cardi B go to this last year? How the fuck does she know what camp means? She was there... This this one. I saw she was a picture the, of her. She was there at this one. Okay, how, do, how does she look? Busting I mean, out of her shit? Or, like, it was she, she did have, like, right. a gigantic red dress... But it was a red dress where I'd be like, oh, that's kind of pretty. It wasn't like she had, you know, uh, I don't a chicken know, a, hanging out of her ass. Yeah, and a plate of spaghetti on her head. What the fuck, dude? Are dude, you looking at some of the pictures? Yeah, I'm looking at some of the pictures. All right, so pop star. Here, I'm, I'm going to go through it. This is off of CNN.com. Pop star Lady Gaga arrived in a pink, in a pink dress, but promptly stripped down. To a black dress underneath, then underneath, then another pink dress under that, and finally to her underwear. Okay, dressed in a gold so bodysuit with a chicken hanging and out of matching her ass. headpiece, Billy Porter was carried onto the red carpet by sir- six shirtless men. Yeah, that guy looked like the biggest jerk off because who um, the fuck is Billy Porter? Like whatever. Well, first of all, exactly. Second of all, the the picture of him not being carried by all those people, he has like a wingsuit. And he flapped it out, and it was all, like, gold, and he he looked like an asshole. And all the fashion people are like, look at how glorious that is. Glorious! It's like, no, he's an asshole. You know he looks like an asshole, and you won't say it because you're afraid people will tell you that you don't get it. Right. That's my theory. Everybody who has ever shown up looking like an asshole gets rave reviews. How can that be? Nobody has a perfect track record with anything except dressing like an asshole at the Met Gala. Jared Leto carrying his own severed head. <laughs> I kind of like this. He went Al Snow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't hate this. You don't know Al Snow, but he's a is a former professional wrestler. Professional wrestler who used to carry around like this mannequin head and talk to it. I don't think it was. It wasn't of him, right? Or was it? No, it wasn't. It was like a female mannequin head. What do you call it? Wasn't it Mister Head or something? Al Snow's m- no. head. Let's see. Al Snow's head. What did he call it? I think there should be um, six UFC fighters waiting at the end of the Met Gala carpet, and you get punched in the face on your way out. I I don't hate that. I I just don't have as much strong opinion about the Met Gala because, you know, 
I I try to make it a point to go to the Metropolitan Museum of uh, of Art in New York. Like I, that's like one of my favorite places in the world. So the fact that so the idea that this is essentially a fundraiser for that, right? It's a fundraising gala to benefit the Metropolitan Museum. Yeah, that's something that I endorse. All right. Well, fuck me, but they still all look like jerk offs. I, I absolutely agree with you on that, and it is in many ways lame, and the hype around it. Especially because it's invite only, right? It's like a bougier, more exclusive Comic Con. <laughs> a little bit, except nobody gets any comics. Yeah. Which well, sucks. Yeah, there's absolutely no fans there, really. It's just all fucking industry <laughs> insiders and and entertainment pros. Now, I don't get why it's a big thing. And when did it, like, when did it become a big thing? Do you know, like, the year that it it happened? No. I don't know either. No. Yeah. I, I, I kind of don't feel you. Because it's just the first Monday in May, just people start dressing weird and they go to the Metropolitan Museum. Who knew, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's not normally something that I put much thought into at all. It was just at the front of my brain as I was leaving the office. And and we have time to kill. I sat down so and there was it. a microphone in front of me. So I was like, all right, I'm going to vent about this and crap on these guys. I want you to understand that I'm on your side. I'm just giving you conversation here. <laughs> I am not I am not as pro Met Gala as my previous statements might suggest. I do like the Metropolitan Museum though. I do fuck with that. All right. What's your favorite stuff to do at museums? I would say mostly look at the art. <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Uh I really like the Florence Stantonheimer series of paintings, the cathedrals of Wall Street, the cathedrals of Oh, I love uh, the brushstroke uh, pattern it's like the here. Cathedrals. It's uh he, she's a uh an American painter who was prominent in like the the fifth, the 1915s and 1920s. Like could we make that a, an upper tier on Patreon, like Jeff taking in fine art. I don't know how. Oh, I actually prefer this artist's impressionist pieces more. Dude, I used to like really know art. Like, uh, I took an art history class, uh, an honors art history class when I was in high school, and like the fucking the the tests and just the whole course was a fucking challenge, and like I really locked in on all the stuff that they were teaching and I I had a I had a really good understanding of art history and architectural history and I can break down why cathedrals were built a certain way and what era they were built in because of the style of the architecture and same thing with the paintings um you know like impressionism is, God you put that up on it like a fucking $50 tier on Patreon and I'm subscribing <laughs> All right well Jeff well, reviewing fine art yeah, let's. Uh, I'll put it out to the Slack channel. We'll see how many buyers we get. Van Gogh? How about Van Gogh? Fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, let me give you eight reasons why the Getty is super fucking overrated. <laughs> One, too much outdoors. I want to be in climate control. Two, where are all the fucking paintings? All these fruity-ass sculptures with these dicks. I'm over it. Too many Three. dicks. Uh, where are the pussies? <laughs> Exactly. Excuse me, curator. Can you point me to the pussy section? All right. Now you're you're clowning a little too hard, and now you're not invited to my fucking 
my art reviews. Oh, what the fuck? Yep, you talked yourself out of it. So you bullshit. Get. So you get. I'll this think about it. I'll think about it, and maybe we, uh, maybe I'll let you back in. Yeah, we should go better. to. A, we should go to a museum together. I'm down. Let's do it. What are the ones? I haven't been to the Broad. I think that's called. Is what it's called. I don't I'm sure even, you've been to Lachma. I have not been to Lachma. Interesting. And I'm sitting here calling myself a museum guy, and I've never even been to Lachma. Let's go. I think Let's you have to it. relinquish your title of museum how about, guy. How about we do this? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm no, I'm nothing without museum guy. <laughs> how about next Monday we go to the museum, then we come back and review it. Okay. How about me and you date next Monday? Let's put this. <laughs> let's put this. This uh, girl you went to go see Longshot with. Let's put her on the back burner. And I'm gonna say, need. I'm gonna need some help breaking the news to her, though. She can come and she could third wheel our date, but I'm gonna make it very clear to her that's what's going on. You like, can come, but I'm holding his hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, whatever happens after the date is between you two. I don't. I don't. Don't tell me too much. But this right now is our thing, little lady. <laughs> All right, so you stand like a little bit behind us. Oh, she's not gonna. She's not gonna take take light of that. She's gonna fight you. All right. All right. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, it's been fun, friends. Are we going on to Patreon now? We are. Love it. I mean, we are. The listeners still have an Easter egg adventure ahead of them. Yep. We sp- spoil the fuck. At a Game of Thrones and give a pretty legit review. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really spoil it. I mean, I guess we do. So stick around for that unless you are the that one person on Earth who is stubbornly refusing to watch Game of Thrones. Shout out to you. We all think you're super cool. Yeah, Aza, you fucking pussy. Aza? Yeah, he's a friend of mine who doesn't uh, watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, take that, Aza. Who listens to this podcast. Loves you, by the way. Oh. Yeah, but now, I, yeah, yeah, now you're cool. now we're both below mm. Shuddy because Shuddy didn't say <laughs> anything. So, <laughs> all right, well, thank you for uh, for listening, everybody. Uh, you can always go to riotcast.com and check out all the other fantastic shows that are on this network with us. We also have the Patreon. You can check that out. I just posted a new nerd hole and a couple of sixty seconds with Kevin videos behind the scenes. Got some behind the scenes shit at Ellis Mania sixteen seventeen. That is on the $10 tier. $5 tier has the um, the extra bonus podcast we do every week after this one. And if you hit Jeff up on var- any social media network you can find him on, he'll get you the invite to the Slack channel. Uh, so check that out. Also, we are trying to... Uh, it's going to be embarrassing if we don't pull it off, but we're trying to get 420 reviews by our 420th episode. So if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, please, you don't need... You don't have to waste your time and type one out. You can just click the five stars and be on with your day. If you feel like typing one out, that's cool. But, um, yeah, we want to get up to 420 reviews before episode 420. So please help us out and and prevent us from looking stupid. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shetty Boy. At Jeffro Records. At MSPH Podcast. And uh, if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay. We didn't get to them this week, but we, we figured it out and we fixed it last week. So we're, we're, we're bringing it back. Call 201-472-0139 and leave a message after the beep. You can also shoot your emails to madscientist at riotcast.com. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, friends. But until next time, uh, come on, Shuddy. What do you have? It was just, 
going to say that we keep I mean, you've been on the show for how many episodes now? You know, you know how the wrap-up's going. Yeah, you usually say, Shuddy, do you have anything else? Whoa. Whoa. And this is where I would have... This is where I would have put in that we are doing new merch. We've got the shirt design. We've got stickers and stuff we're going to do. We're going to probably do a pin, a poop socket. Oh, uh, my goodness. We'll probably have that figured out this week. Well, it's I hope sh- that was worth it because now Kevin's pissed. It's a shame none of us are getting tax returns because that would be a good place to put them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll we'll be, we'll be post the designs and shit on social media and – uh, we tend to do like pre-orders. Do you think we're going to do that with this, Shuddy? You are the merch master. Yes, we're going to do pre-orders again uh, for sure. Uh, and going forward, we might have a, a full-time merch store. I don't know. Ooh, we haven't discussed it, but definitely shit. pre-orders for sure. Yeah. And uh, we've we've seen some of the mock-ups and some of the uh, preliminary designs and yeah, can we name drop the designer yet? I got a, bo- I got a yes. boner. Huge, huge shout out to at Bobby Z20. Oh, I have to, I just call him Bobby, but. Is that uh, a Slack name? <laughs> is he in the mob? Is that his mob name? Uh, shout out to Bobby Two Toes. Like, I just call Big Sexy Big Sexy, because uh, that's what his name is in Slack. Is that Bobby? Bobby Z28 underscore 1984. Jesus Christ, that's the Instagram name? We gotta tighten that yep. up, Bobby. We gotta make. We gotta give you a stage name. All right. We good, Shuddy? We're good. Okay, sweet. Until next time, something. I don't think I can power through. Go for it. Old gay Jeff, they call him. Well. Should I have a phone? No. Calling him now. What up? Yo. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. I had to disassemble the fucking setup to film a nerd hole. To film my dirty nerd hole. Ew. Ew. Keep nerd hole. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, is it going to fucking rain here? Looks like it, right? Oh, shit. I'm into that. Bring it on. Give me rain. I want it. Let's see. What's the weather app have to say? Studio You're gay. It is weird that it says that. But you are right, shuddy boy. It does say Studio City, mostly cloudly. Also, Kevin's gay. Oh, got a little rain on Friday and Saturday coming up. Not all that sunny in Studio City. Coming out, y'all. Yeah.
Okay. Woo! I'm here. I can hold on. Help you. So I can hear Shreddy berate me. Hey. Okay. Can you hear me? Can I hear me? Yes. Help you. Can you hear you? I think I, think I can. I think that's what I'm supposed to sound like. Good evening, mad scientist. I think I sound all right. <laughs> I think you sound like a bitch. So, uh, <laughs> did anyone watch Game of Thrones? Oh, yes, sir. Did I? Uh, what happened, Shuddy? I left my notes for Game of Thrones on the other side of the room. Uh-huh. Could you get them for me, sweetheart? <laughs> Sharon, PA on today's MSPH. Hey, honey, can you make yourself useful? <laughs> you just thrown the, me. I just thrown me. Crumple them up and throw them. Um, it's in the lower cubby on top of the PlayStation bag. You'll know it when you the see it. Bottom. And while you're up, uh, how about you, you make me a sandwich? And cut the crust off this time. That's one of, one of my least favorite I'm the things. one who cooks. Don't. Don't make me karate chop you. Like yeah, don't be misogynistic, Kevin. That's not cool. Guys cook too nowadays. Yeah, I know. I have to fucking cook for myself every day. Nachi pulls the lazy shit that Shuddy does. Like, ask me to turn off the light she in the other room. Just like... Go get a beer. Listen... Do you, do you no. want the light off? Like, how about... Great idea. Why don't you go shut the fucking light off? Or flip the light off? Do you make that argument or do you get up and go... While, you're, uh, while we're on the subject of Nachi... Uh, that sounded that ominous. Video hmm. That sounded very threatening. You shared was very was awesome. When which one? Uh, the one before her trip to New York. Oh, with her trip to New York. Oh, the shake my beauty thing. That one. Yeah, you saw that, huh? And I was, uh, yeah, and you know, I was gonna make a joke about how there's a video of Nachi, and the only appearance you make in it is a picture. And then all of a sudden you were there and you looked like an amazing boyfriend. I know. They uh Good for you, Jeff. Yeah. I couldn't oh, even make any jokes about it like I know her whole circle's stoked on Jeff Clark. They love me. Very happy. You won over the Brazilians. I won over the Brazilians, won over her family, the American uh portion of her family as well. Uh I don't know. They her aunt was there the whole time. She's like, man, you're great on camera. I was like, what? I just answered two questions. Um, I guess. And like the, 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 the interviewer and videographer there was like, yeah, man, that was a good job. It's like, what the fuck? How many takes do you need to do? They're like, I, wow, Jeff, it was very brave of you to go full frontal nudity. <laughs> Cause well, they came to my apartment and like my idea the whole time was like, God, there's some basketball tonight. You got, I need to get these guys the fuck out of here. So how I, about I'm in the background watching basketball beating <laughs> off. Yeah. Like I had, I had one take in me. Like I'm trying to get this in and out. Like, all right. Yeah. I don't care how many millions of followers you guys have on YouTube or wherever. Like get this shit wrapped up because the Lakers are on tonight, but I'm glad that you liked it and you, you watched it through. I didn't know how much of the Puminati was actually going to see me because I didn't make appearance until two minutes in. I was like, you know what? They're not going to keep up with this. But just, you know. If they can sit through an hour plus of us talking about Game of Thrones <laughs> and Avengers. Yeah, I, that's right. I didn't, I didn't think about it that, like that, I guess. If you can... <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. If you can listen to us talk about Game of Thrones for 45 minutes and just 
maybe the worst Game of Thrones recap if, show ever. Yeah, if you can listen to Jeff try and convince us to LARP Game of Thrones for the finale. Is that a thing? Yeah, I brought that up last week. You don't remember? No. Yeah. You're gonna... It was like, we should all dress up as a character. <laughs> yeah, we all go cosplay and do a do like a mock Game of Thrones season finale, oh, series yeah, finale, right. like Super Bowl party. And we like, we just... ended on you being um, dickless Lord Varys, right? Yeah, and that's when I... Yep. Yep, that's when I uh, buried the idea. That's when you chopped your penis off. No longer down at that point. <laughs> Dude, so they started out this past episode... What right, was it so called? I guess we should... Uh, I think it's called The Last of the Starks. Uh-huh. Yeah, we need to play a little Game of Thrones jingle. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. All right, that'll do. All right. <laughs> uh, so they start off with them burning the dead. Uh, uh, the the dead the the people that they lost in the fight against the the army of the dead, and how live or how hype do you think that holiday's got to be? I mean, all I could think about is how bad that must have stunk. Really? I thought that also, and I so thought, many dead why bodies. didn't they just use the dr- the dragons to to light the people on fire? I feel like this, there's got to be some like dog training. Uh, methodology in there. It's like you don't want them like getting in the habit of just like burning bodies. I guess the dragons are supposed to be real smart, but I don't know. You don't. Well, want that th- that also might be disrespectful, right? You know, like, right? It's like the- like oh, we got all these bodies. Why don't we just throw them off a cliff? <laughs> How do we dispose of this as fast as possible? Let's just have the dragons burn them. No, it's supposed to be ceremonial. But I just feel like every every year. Right, they're gonna celebrate the dead, um, or the people that they lost in the war, and like every year, that's got to be like Cinco de Mayo times a hundred. Right, that's just got to be the livest fucking party ever. And how about um, Sir Jorah finally getting to first base after death? I know I'm late to this take, but I feel like Daenerys should have tongue kissed him as he was dying. Yeah, just like flipped him over and ate his butt real quick. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, kissed his pecker real Ooh, quick. My queen, that feels nice. <clears throat> Great Dead. Jorah. That was beautiful, Jorah. <clears throat> and then, because, you know, when you die, you release. So yeah. he poops in her mouth. Wait, is that is that a fact? Do yes. You, when you die? <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, do you release? Your relax and... Your body empties. Yeah, if you got turds inside you, your sphincter muscle just dies with you. So your butthole is just like... <laughs> is that how the sphincter works? It, like, it activates to hold the shit in, and then so. when it's no longer around, then it just... Like, it's always working, and it's always clogging. It's like your eyelids. They're always, they're always up to something. That's... You just never notice it. <laughs> Solid. Ah, well. Uh, Jon Snow. I was wrong about him. Uh, my read on his feelings towards Daenerys is that once finding out that she was his aunt, he was no longer into it and was having trouble breaking up with her. And that Sorry, was like, I can't perform. And that was I, like, I can't fuck me aunt. The source of his uneasiness in previous episodes. But I turned out to be wrong. Uh, he still wants to fuck his aunt and has no problem with it at all whatsoever. She absolutely wants to keep fucking him and has no problem with it. 
Yeah, but I don't know how much of that is, oh, he's so hot, I, st- I don't care that he's my nephew, I still want to fuck him, as far as, like, my grip on the people is slipping, like, yeah. exponentially. I need a power well, move. There was that scene where they're all, where, like, Giant's Bane is, you know, t- singing his praises, and she has this look on her face, like, holy shit, other than the people that I brought with me, everybody who just fought for me, uh, is only fighting for me because they will follow Jon Snow anywhere. Tormund partying was just the fucking greatest, dude. Him, that joke that he told, he's like, what did he say? The guy who, sh- who, where's the guy that shit in my pants during the battle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I laugh the, out where's loud. the coward that shit in my pants? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line. Such a good line. He's I fucking- was like half expecting him to start butt chugging. <laughs> Dude, he was going so hard. Now that's how you're supposed to celebrate if you win a fucking battle like that. And he he came to party. I like that. Even talking about how oh, vomiting that's not <laughs> that, that still can be partying. That still yeah. can be fun. Uh, I like that he shot his shot with uh, Brienne and just continued continued to try and just couldn't get it done. We'll talk about that. Um, I mean, I also like that he was like fucking. Pretty much crying and oversharing just his love for John and how like the legend of John Snow and like he pretty much acted like I would act if I was at that party. Just like, dude, this guy was riding a fucking dragon. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, is it like who rides a dragon? Is it are we gonna talk about this? So like how is he not the king? Oh, you've got the true north in you. <laughs> nice, dude. Uh, that's exactly how I would have reacted. Like, dude, excuse guy- me, ma'am. Do you have any north in you? Would you like some? In that scene. Now this is turning into like a famous thing, or not famous? Or I guess I guess it's already famous, but it's an internet thing. Did you notice that there was a Starbucks cup that was no, left? No, nobody there? notices except that one guy on Twitter, and then it became a huge thing, and everybody's got their jokes. No right. one fucking noticed that. No, I, I guess not. I. Maybe notice in the real time wasn't the best way to put it, but you read about that oh, today, course. right? Yeah. yeah. Do you do you think that's a, a fuck up? Do you do you care at all about that fuck up? I mean, it is that is a polit- a pretty glaring fuck up. Like that had to pass through so many gatekeepers to end up on air. It's absurdly bad. Yeah. <laughs> but then crazy. again, I also know what it feels like to be overworked and rushing and just Focusing so hard on the big things, and then just some tiny little thing slips through and fucks you in the ass. That's true, and it's super embarrassing. Like, like I, I've seen some people that are like, "Oh, look how lazy the show is." Like, okay, dude, they fucked up once. Like, look at if I'm sure you can pull up some BuzzFeed article on every gaffe in every big movie. I'm sh- I think in like Ben Hur, you can see one of the actors watches or some shit. Like, yeah. People fuck up. Yeah, what can you it do? It happens. Well, yeah. You're you going to stop watching? You're going to give up? You're not going to watch the last two episodes? Because someone left a fucking coffee cup in there that you didn't spot and some guy on the internet did? No, but it, it does make me feel like they're kind of rushing the end and and it is kind of limping to the finish line. And I'm just talking about that in like the context of the greatest shows ever. Like I still love Game of Thrones, but at this point I'm just splitting hairs because it's in such an elite tier that... In order to be critical of these things, you have to compare it to other great things. And this one was just a bad, like a, a Starbucks. Come on, come on, guys. That's a bad fuck up, but whatever. Yeah, let's not harp too much on that. Gendry got promoted. He's now Lord of Storm's End. That's pretty fucking sick. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That was a hell of a flex by Daenerys. I don't remember what Storm 
Flarp is. Yeah, I think that's the point. It's, it's like, the hey, you just go over ancestral here. Baratheon home. Oh, oh, well, that's okay. super important. It's where um, I, mean, a- I want to say, isn't that where Stannis was? It's a good place to put a Baratheon. Where? Um, oh, really? Where they burned that little girl? Yeah. Where okay. they had Ghent, where the red, uh, where Lysandra had yeah. Gendry. Mm-hmm. I, that one makes sense because, yeah, like you said, the Baratheons come from Storm's End, so that's probably where Stannis is. <laughs> because Renly was HQ never really was. there because at the beginning they were fighting. Him and Stannis were fighting. Yeah, he was in the Rose Garden area, right? Or the... Uh, yeah. Is that what it's called, right? He was with... Uh, yes. Man, that fucking minx and that old lady. I can't remember. But I guess Rose Garden. If you're, Natalie you're Dormer and... Yeah. Uh, dude, I think... I like how Gendry gets promoted and immediately runs after Arya, who's uh, who's who's getting more reps and re- getting getting prepared for the next battle. Yeah. yeah. And asks her to be the lady of... <laughs> he had to have known he was getting shot uh, down there. I don't know. He got down on a knee. I feel like he... Yeah, he did not know that he went full in. Yeah, dude. He shot his shot as well. I, if I was her, I would have rolled with him. I think I think she made a mistake there. I, I mean, don't. I, obviously, it helps the show to keep her on the... Sh- on the... Arya's a fucking nomad. She ain't getting tied down to anybody. Yeah. It, if she I wants some dick, I she's going to take it. it would have been great if she would have said, yes, I will do it, but there's something I have to do first. Right. I... And I, then, like, she kills, you know, she helps win, defeat Cersei, and then she's able to enjoy life. I don't know. I kind of like the idea that she's just like, yeah, I kind of just wanted to do a fucking chuck with you. I got to go on more adventures. Well, she plans yeah, on dying. I, I thought I thought we were going to die, so I wanted to get laid. She plans on dying. She's going kamikaze on uh, in King's Landing, I guess. That's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah. Her, her and the Hound on one last one last battle. Seems like you're going to be getting your wish on the Clegane Bowl. Oh, it's totally going down. I can't yeah. wait. Um, I I can't wait to see. I, th- I feel like the Mountain has to kill the Hound. Like, I just can't see the Mountain losing to anyone besides Arya. And here's the thing. I can't see anyone beating the, ha- uh, the Mountain, and I can't see anyone killing Arya. Like, no one sneaks up on her because she's too good at that. Right, and who can really beat her head up? Like it's the mountain, probably, and I, I can't wait to see that battle. That's too ridiculous. You can't have Arya fight the mountain. But isn't it kind of the same type of ridiculous as like uh, Lyanna Mormont killing the giant? Like it's a David versus Goliath thing. Yeah, but I think you can't, you can't, you can't lean on that that many times. You can't have Arya take out that many heavy hitters. Gotcha. Because someone's got to get Cersei. Yeah, but they're also then she's gonna be a. Peggy Sue or whatever. They're setting it up where ja- Jamie's going to kill Cersei, I think. Uh, I feel like he goes back, tries to fall in love with her, tries to, like, you know, like be the man in that relationship. She's, she's going to kill him. him. Yeah, ditching him for Huron. And, oh, you think she's going to kill him? I think she's going to kill Jamie. Oh, man. I mean, she wanted Braun to kill him. Braun. I thought this was, a, I was going to say his worst episode. I want to say this is his worst episode. He was a showing. Dick. Yeah. yeah, such a such he a piece of shit. He was not very likable in this interaction. And I thought it was ridiculous that fucking Tyrion is sitting there bargaining for his life and like making trades. It's like, dude, <clears throat> you are in the fucking crypt with the women and children. Like, you have how can you be bargaining at all? I feel like 
he needs to get his fucking position taken from him. And and he's definitely <laughs> the worst Tom Hagen of the group, right? He's he's Daenerys' Tom Hagen. Davos is Jon Snow's Tom Hagen. And then Kyburn is What's a Tom Hagen? A consigliere from Godfather, Kevin. Con- Jesus Christ. Uh, consigliere. Yeah, come on, Kevin. Oh Jesus whatever. I've seen Godfather great. once. Well, still, it's well, the reference that, that matters. But anyways, Davos is the best one of those. I, I fucking love Kyburn as well, but how Tyrion can stay in his position, I just I, I find it fucking annoying, and it frustrates me. But I feel like I keep beating a dead horse with that one, so I won't. We don't have I feel to continue like, to talk about that. All right. Or unless you um, have more to add. My bad. No, not really. I just don't. I feel like a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people online bitching, and like bitching at where the characters are going and like, oh, this isn't in that person's character. And oh, I don't like what they've turned this person into. I feel like that's been the entire run of Game of Thrones. Like it keeps you on your toes. The characters change a lot. Like, look, at, we've discussed so many times about how Jamie Lannister has just been a motherfucker, just a scumbag of scumbags. And then it's like, oh, man, now they're making me fucking like him. And then this week, I, he's back to being a cocksucker. I kind of hate him again. And it's like. Why Why can't the other characters do that? Like, Daenerys made all these great decisions, and now things start to be seem like they're crumbling around her, and she's panicking, and she's making shittier decisions. Like, that makes sense. It does make sense. Like, she she's stressed. She took a she she's yeah she she had a a, a pretty rough go as of late. Lost a huge portion of her army. Lost her the the mayor of her friend zone. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lord friend zone. She's now down to one dragon. She seen like she's so used to everywhere she goes, everybody just like fans her with palms. Falling palms. at her feet. Yeah, everybody falls at her feet, and now she's kind of seeing she's losing her grip on people. So I think yeah, you 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 combine all that shit together. Sure, Daenerys is a badass, and she she had some great strategy, but I think it's taken its toll and it's fucking her up. I think they might make her go all Mad King. I think mm. I think she could torch King's Landing, and then people are like, "Ooh, I, I'm getting bad feelings about you." So okay, I'm happy that we got to this point because I was wondering how you sided on this. If I if I'm Daenerys, I am going fucking Nagasaki or Hiroshima on King's Landing. It's I'm, the last piece of the puzzle. I'm wiping out. You kind of have to King's Landing. I don't even think twice about it. And that's honestly, I feel like the final scene was was a bit of a waste, and it was just. It was too ridiculous. Like, how do you, like, your number one, your your main bachelorette gets kidnapped, Miss Sandy, right? They kill a dragon, and then you're gonna meet and offer an unconditional surrender. And I know, I know the her idea was it was more of a PR move, but just the conversation was like a fucking waste of time. A little bit, yeah. Um, like it was, and also I'm think I'm looking at Cersei, who she clearly thinks she 100 percent has the upper hand. She does, I think. I know. Why didn't she just waste them all right there? Yeah. Yeah. I I thought I, I thought Tyrion was going to get one of those dragon bolts like right through the face. I thought you know, I didn't expect them to wipe out the whole Daenerys <clears throat> squad, but I thought I like I knew Miss Sandy's done. Like yeah. she's she's dead. Yeah. Uh maybe she lives past the episode and is still a hostage. But I really thought Tyrion was going to get smoked. So did I. I thought I <laughs> I I know what you're saying about why didn't Cersei just like fucking attack the the whole crew while they were there, but I feel like that was just too easy, right? 
I like, mean, as far as like a series standpoint, yeah. You know, like well, because then that would make her the aggressor, and it would have done exactly what they were trying to do by making offering her the surrender. Wait, is there Cersei though? We're talking about right. Like oh, it, okay. It was. They didn't show up with their full army, so they weren't there for a battle. They were there for a parlay. And if Cersei would have, you know, killed them, then she would have been the aggressor, and then whatever would happen to King's Landing would be absolutely her fault, seen as her fault. See, that's my thing. Is I don't, f- I feel like, well, I mean, don't if you kill Daenerys, that's kind of the end of it. I guess you got Jon Snow and on, on the other dragon, right, or the last remaining dragon. Yeah, and the the army. See, I was confused. So, Euron Greyjoy's fleet intercepted them. Pretty much just destroyed their navy. How did they get from being shipwrecked there back? Right. How did I, I feel like there was a weird time jump there? How did all those people wash up on shore? How is Missande the only person who got kidnapped? Yeah, I was confused by that too. Like, I feel like because she left, Grey Worm made her leave on a bo- on a little boat. So that boat probably got intercepted. And that's how they got her. She wasn't on the ship when it sunk. It's, that's this, how I interpreted that. And this might be like a personal thing, but I don't feel like Miss Sandy is a big enough character, an important enough character for this to matter. Like, why do they, yeah, why did they kidnap her? Like, wh- whatever. Like, I understand that. Because she's Daenerys the closest homegirl. to Daenerys. Right. I just felt like, I don't know, maybe a waste of a kidnapping. Um but Daenerys does kind of suck. She has fallen off at the end with her strategy. Yeah. Not, it is making for a more interesting story, so I'm not complaining in that sense. But like the whole one of the major advantages of aviation is being able to scout your opponent and having a fucking bunch of ships sneak up on you as you're flying is kind of like, what the fuck is Daenerys? Come on, <laughs> what are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I guess there's an argument to be made that you can't see. You couldn't see the guns on the boats, and she didn't know that they would even have them because she never even came across those. But at the same point, she did get caught with her fucking pants down in a really epically bad way. Yeah, and got a giant arrow up her butt. And at that, I mean, like, if I'm Tyrion, or if I'm her, I'm killing Tyrion right after Miss Sandy gets beheaded. Like, like you talk me into coming here and and having yet another conversation, offering a truce with your fucking sister. Like, dude, this guy hasn't made a a a, a good decision in, in in seasons at this point. Can we talk a little bit about Sansa? Sure, why not? I thought she was gonna fuck the Hound. Did you did you get those vibes? No, no, you didn't. It was just no, it was like a brotherly I got the that she was trying to get the Hound laid. What? Yeah. She's like, what? Why didn't you just go feel good for a couple minutes with that chick that was trying <laughs> to fuck you? Every, oh, I see. He, okay. Yeah, there were her and the girl that was trying to get the hound to fuck her were throwing eye, or you know, looks at each other. Mm. I feel like the like, hound should have done. Like it, Sansa right? was kind of like looking at her and like motioning for her to to give it a shot. Sansa killed it this episode. She she's uh, gonna tell. She is gonna tell. Well, she did. Yeah. It, the the information leaking out about John's true parents and his lineage and all that stuff, that's 
we're confirming that's from Sansa, right? Yeah. Right. Because my thought was when he was like, all right, I'll tell you guys, but you got to promise. And they're like, I will. She totally had her fingers crossed the whole time, like behind her back. Yeah. yeah no, totally. I promise. Well, she, she, she didn't even like fully say it. She was like, I promise. <laughs> yeah, I promise. So she probably just said like, I don't promise. That's what she says. What? Yeah, yeah. She just tried to slide it in, but uh, yeah, dude, she's fucking. She's suspect. Um, snitches on John immediately, and I. And this is why I kind of side with with Danny in the in the battle of logic with her versus John. Like, if John loves you, or if if you two are in love, and you don't want the throne, like, really, what? Where is the positivity of you saying you're a Targaryen? Because, like, at best, everyone understands that we're committing incest, and they're cool with that. <laughs> like, that's the best case scenario, is everyone's cool with us committing incest and me being the queen. But yeah. you're still committing incest. Like, it's still a bad look. And, and I like how they, they did kind of cover that when Lord Varys and Tyrion were talking. And Tyrion kept hitting that point, like, why can't they just rule together? And they're like, yeah, you know, the uh, the Targaryens might be cool with, like, incest and shit, but not not the North. The North right. doesn't get right. down with, with right. incest. Here's, here's something about on the incest side of things that I was curious about. <clears throat> what would you, what would you think would be worse him staying with Daenerys, who is a blood relative of his that he has not known all of his life, or him and Sansa getting together, who have been raised as brother and sister but are no blood relation. Oh, the clueless. Yeah, I think the clueless would be weirder. They grew up like yeah. family. Yeah. And they they are family. They yeah. are, right? Like they're cousins. That's too weird. You can't look at somebody as like your blood sister your whole life and then just like Oh, wait, we're not related? Hey, let's fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of wanted to fuck you this whole time. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. So this works out perfectly. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, no, I don't... I, I you would gotta say, keep fucking your hot aunt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't, yeah, so, you can't so fuck like, your hot first cousin. That's weird. So wait, are they first cousins? Right, because it's... I, I, like Leanna so, I Stark... Leanna Stark... Oh, yeah. ...is Ned's yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're first cousins. So they are still blood-related. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worse, That's I would true. say. I would say it's worse, much worse, because they grew up together, really. Uh, dude, how f- I, think, I feel like this episode was Brienne's flu game. Like, this is, I feel like it was Brienne's best episode. She got outed as a virgin, popped her cherry, and, and I thought, like, in an acting sense, the person who plays Brienne just killed it. Like, the, the scene with her begging Jamie to stay and it's like you're not like your sister was so good it was so fucking emotional I thought she nailed it and I mean they both nailed it but like he's been doing it Jamie's character has been doing it Jamie's actor has been doing it longer but I thought Bran she's had good episodes and great moments throughout you know the series but I thought this past episode was possibly her best I just didn't get the whole Jamie and Bran hooking up you weren't it just felt weird yeah I couldn't get into that, and I know I know Game of Thrones isn't about like like setting something up and always delivering on its on its on the <clears throat> premise or the like 
implied promise of like everybody thought Tormund and Brienne were gonna fuck at some point. Like they've been setting it up that he wants to fuck her for so long. And yeah, you don't always have to pay off. You don't always have to give the fans what they want. But I feel like that one they could have yeah. thrown people a bone. Yeah, she she kind of acted like a whole uh, a whore about that whole thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> Just break Tormund off a piece, you know? Like of all the people you're going to fuck Jamie, like why fuck Jamie? Why does Jamie want to fuck her? Is it just like an exotic thing? Like, hmm, I've never fucked an Amazon before. I think he doesn't, he's not truly into her. I think Jamie was just doing her a solid, like being a friend. Like she's gonna know what this feels like. But he, but he like stood up and blocked Tormund. Like, no, 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 I'm gonna go fuck her. Like, let him fuck her. I don't know. He, but he knew that Brienne wanted him and was down for him. Like, I don't think Brienne. I don't think she would have fucked Tormund. Can't really. She, She's just a, a stuck-up whore. I thought, like... Deep down inside, like, they all are. I, the whole time, I thought... Jesus Christ. Sorry. The, the whole time, I thought they were going to set... I thought Jamie was going to rape her. Oh. Jeez. How? She didn't look into it. She looked, like, scared and awkward that he was in her room. Oh, yeah, she's like and, a 30-year-old like, virgin, yeah. When he started, like, pressing himself on her, she got all weirded out and, like, didn't look into it. And then all of a sudden she was into it, and that, I don't know, that, that kind of made me feel weird. I thought he was drunk and was just like, I'm going to get a piece of that. But you didn't also realize that there's no way that you can rape her because she's like the biggest badass alive? Like, maybe the Hound could rape her, but like that one time they fought, he got his ass whooped, so probably not. He probably couldn't rape her. Well, she also didn't have a sword. That's true. I feel like there's... They gotta have a weapon under the pillow, right? Like, like <laughs> Brienne definitely sleeps like gun under her pillow. Well, what if she couldn't get to it? What if he just like beat her over the head real quick and caught her off guard? That's I don't know. True. All I'm saying, I I was getting weird vibes in that <laughs> scene. <laughs> and then when she started hooking up with him, I was like, ah, this feels uncomfortable. It was weird, but I'm just happy that she she. I am happy D. she got some ass. And Jamie's a better looking dude than Tormund, and he probably bangs it out a little bit better. Although he is a wildling, he probably. That's true, yeah. He probably fucks like little, an animal. Yeah, yeah, he's freaky, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a fucking rabbit. Uh. So this open... I feel like the door is wide open again for Jon Snow to be the hero, and I have... I went chalk in my Game of Thrones Deadpool sheet, meaning I, I picked Jon Snow to kill the Night King, which is obviously wrong, and to sit on the throne at the end, which I'm still up for grabs, but... I feel like he's he's the only one that makes sense at this point. Like, there's no way he's if he's alive at the end of the show, he's got to be the king, right? Unless he really just commits that whole "I don't want it." Yeah, but I feel like everyone's points they just make too much sense and they're too accurate. Like Varys is even flipping, and you know Varys is a front runner and all that shit, but he's starting to talk some sense into Tyrion. It's like, listen. I like her. She's got the dragons. She's awesome. She's hot. But the fact of the matter is, everyone loves Jon Snow. They fucking love this guy. We, I don't know. He's got, he's got to be the king. What can we do? And they're kind of tossing their arms up. Yeah. Dude, are you on my page? Are you on the same page as me as, in, in loving Cersei? Cersei's... She's an, she's an incredible villain. She's the best villain, maybe. One like, of the better villains. Even just standing up there... Like, she's so fucking intimidating. Oh, dude, gangster. As gangster as it gets. Just standing there like a statue, just with that, with that constant smirk. 
that perma smirk. The cunt face. Oh dude. god, she's awesome. She is so fucking awesome. I know. I'm She's gonna go down in history as one of like the best villains in fiction. Dude, her battle strategy of using the dead yeah. is just so fucking it's it's so fucking evil and so sinister. And on top of it, it actually worked. Because as Kyburn and Ty- Tyrion were talking, Tyrion tried to flex and Kyburn's like, Well, you're down two dragons. You're fucking your army is battle weary and we're fucking ready to go. Yeah. And like, duh. And I had me thinking like, how long would you have to rest from a battle or a war? I, I don't, you need like, all right, give us like two years. We'll come. We'll come two back. years. Yeah, I mean like, dude, what? How, how many torn ACLs do you have fighting the fucking dead? Like, where do you meet on a battlefield? Didn't they, didn't they like take summers off in the revolutionary war? Like, I feel like those, I, I guess it's, this is another realm or another universe, whatever. But, I mean, how much time do you need to get over a fucking war before you can go out and fight another war? Yeah. Like, the idea of I still of don't them... understand how any foot soldier survived the Battle of Winterfell. Right. Like, when they did those overhead shots towards, like, the tail end of it, right before the Night King got killed. And they're just It didn't swamped. look like anybody was left. Right, they're just It looked swamped. like all that was left were... The, the people, the women and children down in the crypt and the heavy hitters that somehow fought off a nonstop onslaught of ice zombies for 90 minutes straight. But they still have some bodies, you know? Inexplicably, yeah. They do. I don't know how. I, they, apparently, there are Dothraki left. How? You fucking knew that, right? How? But, sure, whatever. Well. Either way, still loving it. I still think they're... The way that they shift, like the the plots and the strategies, it's still it's still anybody's game. I still feel like any anything could happen. Yeah, and I think we're gonna get a whole bunch of sweet deaths in the final two episodes. You gotta. Um, Bran is still this motherfucker. Bran is he? He's gotta be super important, right? Like he's something major. I'm still waiting for the big thing with Bran to happen, right? Is that or or am I, I, I just know. putting I, too much into the character at this point? I don't think you are. I think because something seemed up. Like, why was the Night King so obsessed with Bran? Right, there's got to be something there, other than the fact that he's the Three Eyed Raven. Because he did go after it when it was Max von Sydow. And again, splitting hairs, but isn't that like a bad look for the ending of the show? If like they just don't explain why the Night King was going after Bran. Like, why it really matters that Bran... Like, I didn't click on anything, but oh, I saw a couple of headlines on the internet today about how the showrunners were hinting that the night, the, the, the night Walkers might not be entirely eradicated. Hmm. All right. I don't know how. I didn't want to click it because I'm done with that shit. You're done spoiling <laughs> theories for A yourself? little bit, but who knows? All I'm saying is I've I've been seeing some people bitching about the season and they don't like the way it's it's heading and they don't like the the directions the characters are going. I'm still fucking loving it. I still think it's the greatest. I still think Game of Thrones is the champ. Uh, I still love it. I still have it in my top five. I think it's limping down the stretch here, but I mean, like this episode, I would give it. I gave it a three three out of five, which. I mean, I enjoyed it. The party scene, I feel like a lot of the things, a lot of the reviews that I let, read on the internet, uh, people were annoyed with it or felt like it was useless. I love the party scene. I thought that was fucking awesome. 
Um, yeah, I kind of feel like that was a little bit needed. You yeah, gotta, you got to celebrate being alive. I yeah, for just that. my problems are just more holistically. I think they're wrapping it up. I feel like they should have just they could have stretched it out more episodes, but I I'm not going to talk feel about like that more. For where we are now in the story, with only two episodes left, I agree. I feel like they could have given us a couple more. Mm. Yeah, and especially with taking a year off. Yeah. Also, the whole like it's just kind of is it like you spent eight seasons, seven and a half seasons, whatever, talking up how big the the winter or how big the Night King thing is, the dead and the winter is coming, and you just banged it out in one episode, and seventy five percent of the fucking realm doesn't even believe it happened. It's like, come on, like what are we doing here? Like how'd you hype that up for seven years and just or seven seasons and that's it. It's done. Like I, I feel like there's got to be more to it, or I'm gonna be a little bummed out. So there's got to be another, another dead appearance. Maybe it's. We'll Brent. see. We'll see. Maybe. Are we ready to get into the main show? Shadi, do you have any party uh, thoughts? Are we gonna do? No, I'm good on Game of Thrones. Are we gonna do other movie stuff reviews in this now, or are we gonna save them for the main episode? Let's save it for the main episode. I got. I got something to review. Okay. Yeah, as do I. Hell yeah. As do I. Oh, shit. From Los Angeles, California, we are the Mad Scientist Party Hour. (laughs) 